This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the FBI Basement. This is the podcast where we watch and review every single episode of the hit 90s TV series, The X-Pot. Every episode? Yep, every episode. <sighs> Even the ones written by William Gibson and Tom Maddock? Ooh, especially those. Those are going to be fun. No, they're not. Well, yes, but they aren't. I think we need to be more optimistic. Mention some good episodes next time. <laughs> If you can find me a good episode, I will. Today, we're going to be reviewing uh, Shapes, which is episode 19 of season one, which we are just rolling through this one, right? Yes. Uh, we are almost uh, getting into the last four episodes, right? Yeah, we're, we're getting close to the end of this one. I don't think it's a cliffhanger, but okay. Mulder finally blows his load and Scully finally gets laid. Oh, uh, yeah. Scully gets laid until season three, does she? That's such a long time. <laughs> Is it like that that I'm literally trying to remember an episode? <laughs> it depends on your definition because of late. Because I would say that there are some episodes that she might have enjoyed. Uh, I am Todd, your master of ceremonies, the chief conspiracy theorist, the man with several photographs and newspaper clippings on his wall, all connected with different colors of yarn. Is that what that shit is? Nice. Okay. Uh, so tying the it's it's tying the um, uh, Disney Fox merger to uh, the Illuminati and the Freemasons and. Okay, I I was wondering. It's been up here for like a week. The Roush Corporation. Oh, the Roush Corporation. Build a bear. <laughs> Build a bear. And uh, I'm joined, of course, by my lovely wife Shannon. A dingo ate our baby. And, uh, our lovely producer, Valentine. Uh, you can call me Sticky Val for this one. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Uh, the one who has to touch Sticky Val, Vanya. Yeah, no, no comment <laughs> after that. Damn. Oh. That's gonna be in my head all day. And, Marissa. I am merely a pawn in Hideo Kojima's master design. Are you the Girl. one who... We're all pawns. Are, are you the one who I has to go it. check on him? I I have to go check on him. I think he's doing all right, though. He's got those like health drinks. Like, Grandpa put the cat in the freezer. We need to talk about how crazy he is. <laughs> what if, what if that's just, that freezer is just for cats? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I want to ask. Is that okay? Is that the freezer just for cats? or? Well, there's a freezer for <sighs> people, too. But As much as I'd like to sit here and speculate whether or not Hideo Kojima has a freezer for people, we should get to this episode. <laughs> Are we talking, like, refrigerator freezers? Because I feel like a cat could push that door open. No, it have to be a, and if not, to be a that chest cat... freezer. <laughs> I like how we are so on this episode <laughs> that we are not getting distracted by Hideo Kojima's people freezer. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today on the program, Mulder and Scully hunt werewolves in some beautiful uh, ranch country. In Canada. Canada and uh, have to deal with the uh, reality of uh, the marginalization of Native Americans. Uh, anyone else feel really uncomfortable watching this? Like you're a white person and you're like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be enjoying this episode. 
<laughs> I've got a legitimate amount of uh, Native American blood in me, and I still feel uncomfortable watching this like, episode. I, I did that Ancestry.com thing, uh, or the 23andMe, and I'm like 1% of 1% Native American, and I, I still feel very white. So, mostly white, which is what the thing came back and said. White. It's kind of a rough translation of their uh, mythology, I think. <laughs> I have some issues with the mythology, and I will get to those. Now, this is called Shapes. It originally aired on <laughs> April 1st, 1994. April Fools! Uh, uh, so they were confulling us into a good episode. <sighs> I didn't fall for it. You guys didn't like this one? <laughs> parts of it were really uh, good. Parts of it were like, uh, <laughs> soap opera. It was uh, written by uh, Marilyn Osborne, which I think is the only female writer on this fucking show so far. And she only wrote one episode, so don't get, don't get, don't become fans of her. And directed by David Nutter. (laughs) 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 By the way, Marilyn Osborne will go on to write such great things as Touched by an Angel. Apparently this was written after executives at Fox had suggested that the series should feature... A more conventional type of monster. Okay, seriously, what the fuck? Werewolves. Yeah, werewolves. <laughs> werewolves. Yeah, we need the we need to bring back the monsters that eat our frames. Right. Actually, yeah, I know. I, I know what you mean now. Every fucking time. Now this episode goes for goes uh, for a Nielsen rating of seven point six, uh, which means a total of seven point two million households watched this episode during its original airing. This has been part of an upward trend of uh, of episodes. I think that they've been trending pretty solidly upward since uh, BBE, haven't they? Yes. Show me the chart. Do we have a chart? No, I, I didn't pick that up from the printers yet. Damn, damn. Okay, look, the Kaninkos is like four hours away. If you want to go get it, you can go get it. Okay, so let's get to the opening teaser. The opening, our story begins in what appears to be Wayne LaPierre's house. And Sam Elliott and his son load up their guns so they can go out to the porta potty and jerk off at night. And, and there's like, you know, some serious, there's like, you know, it's a dark and stormy night. There's lightning flashing against some, a large collection of taxidermied animals. It's like if they hit any more tropes. It's like it would explode on the tropometer. The old, the older man is looking like the fucking Marlboro man. The younger one is looking like J.R. Ewing. Marlboro not, not Light. J, not J.R. Who the fuck is? Who the fuck did Tom? Uh, the, who the fuck was? Uh, was J.R. Ewing. That was Larry Hagman. Are you trying to figure out who Patrick Dempsey played on on Dallas? The one that was supposedly dead but was back. <laughs> Bobby. Okay, Bob. Yeah. Okay, this guy yeah. looks like Bobby. It looks like a younger Bobby Ewing. This absolutely, you want to, you, you want to just take him home. He's so cute, don't you? I, I don't. I don't like his face. And I said that to you many times. I hate his fucking face. In fact, it's in my notes. His, I hate his fucking face. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> you just say you say that to Todd all the time. I don't like your fucking face. <laughs> how do you? How do you think of this guy? I don't like his fucking face. Why do you like Dean Ambrose? Because he has a round face. We have a fun relationship. <laughs> okay, the two of them head out to their to the to the barn on their ranch, where several heads of cattle are being somewhat chilled despite the bad weather. Moving around the barn with flashlights and shotguns, a beastly-looking figure leaps on to young Bobby Ewing. 
and they recreate the Fight Club scene where he's on top of him shaking his head. You don't know where I bet, Lou. You don't know where I bet. <laughs> and fearing oh. his son being attacked by an animal, Papa Marlboro Man uh, drills a hole through the animal's torso with his buckshot. And as the smoke clears, he looks down to see the passed out and somewhat somewhat moist body of a man. Oh, <gasps> moist. Moist. Oh. The opening credits roll. So I think that made it scary. The next, uh, and we return from the um, uh, awkwardly sung uh, theme song. We could have done that thematically, but no. Let's not offend people any more than we already have to with this episode. Mulder and Scully are in the uh, house discussing the incident with the father and the son. And the Holy Ghost? Wait, no. Who are uh, the Parkers, their names are. Lyle and... And Eric? Wait, no, that's... Lyle is the son and... Papa Parker. That's Sam Elliott-looking motherfucker who... Yeah. Who will also show up? Again. Jim, the dad, and Lyle, the son, are recounting the events, and there is a discussion very quick, very briefly that apparently the dead, the man that he shot dead was a local Native American named Joseph Goodensnake. And they quickly justified that even if it was a little Indian man getting their cattle, well, it's a good thing he's dead now because of what he was doing to the cattle. Supposedly, there, there had been cattle mutilation at this ranch at this point. I think we should go back as how upset Lyle is about the death of his cow. Like, <laughs> he was going to marry that cow. Like, he loved that cow. Like, when he finds the cow, he is upset. Hmm. He had romantic notions for that cow. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever had a pet cow? No, no, I can't say as I have. I used to have a pet yeah. cow, and then we ate her. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I haven't this, either. So is this I a good tell segue you. for me to talk about traumatic childhood here? Let Vanya talk about her. Traumatic okay. Childhood. Okay. <laughs> she was delicious. I I will say that. <laughs> oh, they didn't tell her until they didn't tell her until after she had eaten the cow. <laughs> I which should be noted is my godfather raised cows, and um, my mother would buy half a cow. And what would happen is we would go out and we would pick the cow, and I would be excited, and I'd be like, "Can I name it?" And I would name it, and I would love it, and I would talk about my cow, and then they would go slaughter it. And then you would eat it. Yeah. Oh, no. The next time we would go out to my godfather's would be my birthday, and I'd be like, where's my cow? And they all had weird names. Not like, you know, Daisy or Louisville. No, it was like Doug, Jim. (laughs) What about Romp and Rose? I'd be like, where's Doug? Yeah, the more meaning... Doug is dead. The more meaningful the name, the, the better they taste. Yeah. Ah, traumatic childhoods and cows. Then he, anyway. then he goes, then he goes outside uh, to talk to Mulder, and he talks about uh, about like feelings that he's having. Like there was something watching. Mulder gives him a look, like, "Dude, you're hitting a little close to home there." And then Scull- Scully's like, uh, "Like the creeps," like she's hitting even closer and onto onto Mulder. I want to. Uh, it also sort of revealed prior that the. Um, uh... That there's a land dispute between this rancher and the local Blackfoot tribe. Are they Blackfoot? Because I thought we just thought they were some nondescript Indian tribe. I don't think they ever actually named the tribe. I think this so, sort of falls into the kind of weird reductionist uh, means of Native American portrayal where you just 
some kind term, of Indian. Just slap the term Indian on there and, and go on ahead and see. So they're like the same tribe Chakotay is from yeah. in D- Yeah, okay. In Voyager. <laughs> so. Apparently the local tribe and him have had land disputes. He's not too surprised if uh, dude was mutilating his cattle because of that. Also, uh, Lyle shows off some really gnarly-looking scars from the uh, from the attack from the beast. Or the man. Beast man? Mulder and Scully then head to a bar at the reservation looking for the sheriff. Before that, though, uh, you, you, you went over... Uh, Mulder was uh, looking down at the tracks on the ranch. Right. Apparently... And he saw how they went from... They went from uh, werewolf or whatever to human tracks. And then he comes back to Scully and he's holding this huge, like, used uh, sheepskin condom. And, like, she's completely unimpressed and it's never brought up again in the episode. Right. Like, <laughs> skin gets shed and it's like, okay. She actually is kind of confused as to why they're investigating this, even though it seems like a normal kind of FBI kind of murder. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, you've jerked your foreskin off again. Great. What's next, Mulder? It feels like snakeskin. What is it? No idea. (laughs) (laughs) When they arrive at the bar, which is filled with uh, Indians, they're known to friendly towards the two very white FBI agents. Uh, Bunch of Indians that love country music. I think they listen to some some radical southern rock there, actually. Generic bar music is what I think I said it was. Are we certain it wasn't the Black Crows? No. No, we are not certain that it wasn't the Black Crows. Who knows? But, you know, that kind of idea. I would just say it's generic as fuck rock music. That's all I got. Looking for the sheriff, the, he does speak briefly to an old, to an older Indian man who... Uh, and, and Boulder asks, what kind, of a cre- what kind of a man leaves a human track in one step and an animal in another step? The way you would get those type of tracks precisely would be... Uh... A dude fucking a sheep, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the question you should be asking. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I feel like I feel like Lyle has a relationship with the cow. That specific cow that dies in the stinger. Apparently the um, uh, elder was at Wounded Knee in the 70s and doesn't have a high opinion of the FBI because of that situation. Oh my god, no, and you wouldn't if you survived Wounded Knee. Can you give us a history lesson, or should I? Um, um, yes, the Wounded Knee. Incident, which is what he's referring to as a 1973 when 200 Olga Lakota followers of the American Indian Movement, or AIM, seized and occupied the town of Wounded Knee, South Dakota, on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. It was in an effort to impeach Richard Wilson, who was accused of corruption and abused opponents, and the FBI were called in. It was a 71-day standoff. People died. Also there, uh, Joseph's sister, Gwen Goodensnake, is, a uh, playing pool by herself, and once again is very hostile toward the agents, and pretty hacked off about the fact that, you know, this white guy has, this white man has blown her brother's internal organs to confetti. Which is a reason you would be upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Mulder and Scully do get a chance to examine the body of, of the, now even the sheriff is uncooperative, of course, and, you know, sort of this kind of thing. They do um, uh, get a chance to examine the body, though a full autopsy is completely and totally out of the question. Like I said, this is a common theme. This is a common theme to this whole thing. It happens more than once in the X Files, which is weird. But it's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Uh, what is notable about the about him is that he has some very large canines. 
Like Mulder is poking a body there. Mulder is just like, fucking with the body. It was, it, it was so awkward when he started opening that dude's mouth. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, he just wanted to smell inside the guy's he mouth. He does that a lot. He's so fucking weird. He does. <laughs> I thought the sheriff had a problem because he was actually remembers working with David Duchovny on Twin Peaks. Mm. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are not, for those of you playing the home game, the sheriff in this episode is played by Michael Horse, who plays Tommy Hawk Hill. The chief deputy to Harry S. Truman in Twin Peaks. Oh, well, there's another. That guy who was in that thing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. another one. Uh, and uh, the magical Indian, as we like to call them, is Jimmy Herman, who was also in Dances with Wolves. And getting back to the Wounded Knee thing, the Wounded Knee incident is when Brando refused to get his Oscar, and he sent the Apache actress up to talk about oh. Indians. Yeah. Gwyn is angry. Gwyn is Gwyn is very angry that they're too tired. They're too scared of ancient legends to confront the death. They're very much against the uh, not the notion of an autopsy, so later on the body will be burned at a pyre. A funeral is held, and Mulder and Scully attend, along with a few members of the tribe. And then Roy Moore shows up on his horse, oh, yeah. and they get yeah, run the off by the... <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, Lyle rides up into the funeral with his hat off, takes his hat off, rides up into the funeral... On his horse, like Roy Moore, riding to the polling place, <laughs> and when gets pissed off and get and basically says, "You know, fuck you and the horse you rode in on." Incidentally, uh, Skelly's face <laughs> during that funeral, get out of here, is exactly my face through the entirety of watching this episode. Uh, wow, it was like the best acting though ever. <laughs> By the way, it turns out there's like a whole history of these kind of man-animal attacks. Man-animal. Uh, it was the actual. The, it was the first X File ever ever established, and and the attacks actually predate the X Files by 100 years. So there's that going for you, which is nice. That's some good world building there. Good job, everybody. As the body of Joseph Goodensnake is uh, is burned and the uh, cinders rise into the air, we cut to a shot. Of another cinder being lit by Jim Parker, as he sit, as he enjoys a cigar and a nice whiskey on the rocks on his front porch. <laughs> I want to point something out before this. Right, I like how uh, Lyle talks so much about the rugged lifestyle and being close to nature, and that's one of the nicest fucking houses I've ever seen. Yep, this isn't the sticks. This guy's living lives in a Lincoln Log McMansion. Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. At that funeral scene, Mulder, he goes up to the cop and he and he says, oh, you did a really professional report, very on the books. But off the books, man to man, why don't you tell me what's really going on? The guy's like, dude, you're at a funeral. What the fuck, man? You're at a funeral. <laughs> tell, tell me about werewolves, man. <laughs> you tell me about what? Right. And here's the thing about this. If you've done any extensive research on certain Native American tribal lore, Going to someone at the funeral to ask about an animal or some sort of spiritual creature evil thing is literally the last <laughs> thing you want to do. Because that means you're So do you think his werewolf spirit will live on and, like, infect another dude or what, man? <laughs> like, like, hey, tell me about the super secret monster thing your tribe believes in. No, fuck you. You're at a funeral. You're going to just bring more evil. Like... Hey, friend, the peaceum pipe was for after the funeral. <laughs> and meanwhile, back at the ranch. Literally. Literally back at the ranch. 
Paul Parker is settling on to, uh, settling on his front porch for a cigar and a, and two figures of whiskey and some uh, and some ice when he is roused from his chair by the sound of uh, some horseshoes clanking in the wind. This uh, this scene completely upset me because they went out to look at their cattle with shot like all sorts of guns loaded. This guy's sitting out on his front porch where he can get mauled from any side of him by a like a random fucking grizzly bear and he doesn't even have a firearm on him <laughs> there's no consistency nope like he, just, I, this is... he just gets up puts his drink down like what he put his drink down i'm like are you kidding me you're for sure dying and uh, on his way back to the porch of course he gets jumped by the beast man anybody else like find it like really funny you know like <laughs> he shakes him around and <laughs> like, that's just the, the monster starts eating the frames when it happens <laughs> No, what I like is it's like it's like it seems like the way they shoot it. It looks like he's you know he's dying, but he's desperately trying to get to the whiskey. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this world in the same way I entered my marriage, dead drunk. (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, You really think he was drinking there? Was that old bastard or the ice will dilute it? Uh, Jesus, yeah. Did we mention that Scully gets the gift of the arbitrary wolf claw? Right, right. Scully got a wolf claw gift from Gwen, even though Gwen seems to hate her. Mm. He has to give away all of her brother's possessions, so he just gives that. So he just tosses that to Scully. It's like enjoy, and then I don't think it comes up ever again in the episode. Uh, She's got like a special box that she keeps all these uh, knickknacks. She does get knickknacks in certain scenes, and then we never see them again. Yeah. She she's got like a shrine she's building to somehow like attract Mulder's dick. Someday she's he'll like, love all of these me. things mean something. <laughs> now, uh, getting to the morning after after, and it's a crime scene once again at the ranch, and it looks like that that whole um, uh, land dispute is now solved because Jim Parker is dead. That scene when they did that though, like they go to a shadow, just showing someone giving him the most savage of bitch slappings. Like that's how he died. Savage bitch slapping. Uh, I think you can still say it. I- searching around the property, Scully runs across a bobcat, which is being kept in a cage, apparently trapped near the property. It's like the second time they've shown that. Like, let that fucking bobcat go, for Christ's sake. Like, you're not even feeding it. It's like, why is it in the cage? Like, that poor cougar. It's like, let me go. Every time it's like, rawr, let me go. And, like, the thing is, the thing is so trapped and so oppressed, the dubbing is wrong. <laughs> like, have you? No- did you notice that? Like, the noise that it's making does not match its face. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Like, Ugh. rawr. Scully also finds Lyle lying uh, naked in the field, and she's like, "Finally, my turn." <laughs> Mulder creeps on poor, you know, Michael Horse over there. Come on, something's going on here. And Michael Horse said, "Well, I thought he, w- I thought it would end with th- with Joe." <gasps> and Mulder says, "You do know what's going on here." The sheriff says, "I can't tell you, but I can take you to someone who can." And so, in the home of uh, the old native, <laughs> Ish, his name is literally Ish, and then he's about some sort of crazy bullshit about Mulder and Fox. You skipped over the scene where Scully was talking to him and he was saying, like, I can't believe I was that wasted to run around naked, dot, 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 again. Yeah. And that's where she tells him that his, that his dad's dead and he just lays there and takes it, like, surprisingly well. Like, oh, my father is dead. I was really fucking drunk. He's worried <laughs> that his dick was yeah. out. 
He's like growing up at a farm. Things live and die all the time, and just like just not caring that his dad's dead. Yeah, well, though he does feel concerned that um, uh, he may have caused it by enraging the uh, Indians by going to the funeral. But he does have one last scene of his dad on the porch, and like right there as as Scully, I would have been like, hmm, that's weird. But she doesn't even do that there. The fuck, Scully. Yeah. Meanwhile, while Scully's doing this, Mulder is getting the uh, well, she meeting with the with the elder Indian named Ish and learning all about the Manitou. Uh, They're doing some ayahuasca. <laughs> oh, that's hard. The whole time that she that, that he is talking about this, Shannon is going nope, nope, nope. Uh, uh-uh, uh not even close. Nope. So I know this because I'm writing a book, as I do, and. I've had some issues trying to find some history, but Manitou is a generic word that means spirit. Actually, it means bad spirit. No, it doesn't. Or wait, no, the offshoot Manitou means bad Yeah, you have to add something to it. Manitou just is generic spirit. In fact, there's an entire part of Canada called Manitoba. Yeah, I've been there. Those people are fucking amazingly nice. Like, so, no so spirits there, no werewolves there, right? <laughs> what they are literally fucking talking about is a Wendigo. A goddamn Wendigo. Which is actually appropriate because Wendigos are are damned by God. Look, I ugh. remember the Google they had though back then. Like when they were googling this shit, they had to go through those like newspapers. Yeah, they scrolls. had to go through Dogpile, and Dogpile is a piece of shit. It was so bad. They were like looking at microfiche machines back then. And, and I will say, in their defense, again, it is incredibly difficult to get. Native American tribes to talk about folklore and superstitions because part of the belief is if you talk about this shit, you're gonna bring it back. You can't find out information about skinwalkers because if you ask someone about a skinwalker, they assume you're a skinwalker. So finally, they arrive at the truth of the matter is that this was some sort of a werewolf like uh, lycanthropic condition passed down to Joseph from his father, passed down by the bloodlines. <laughs> but it also mentions very clearly that you can become a Manitou, if you were attacked by one. They don't even have, like, percentage of rules here. There's not even a kind of consistency about that. However, that's sort of the big clue that, that Gwen is a red herring. In fact, they think that, you know, Gwen may have also beca- been, a, been a Manitou because of being his sister, right? Yeah, that's what the that's what the sheriff says, and he gets, like, his acting, uh, this is where they make it, he makes his money acting in this scene. Yeah, there's some good acting that in that scene, yes. I didn't like it. I didn't buy it. <laughs> I also didn't buy that this guy was Indian at all, or Native American Which one? in any Jer- sense. Maybe Indian, actually. Maybe, like, Eastern Indian. What, Michael Horse? The sheriff. Yeah, the guy, the, the actor is Michael Horse. Yeah, he is very much an Indian. His last name is Horse, of course. <laughs> I, it's not legally. <laughs> um, he is actually Michael Heinrich, but I will, I will get back to you on that one. Continue, please. Dogpile that shit. I am dogpiling this shit. <laughs> right when they assume Gwen, speak of the devil, she shows up to steal a truck and tries to drive away. They manage to apprehend her before she get where she can do it because I guess she's not really good at driving trucks. By the way, she had not been seen since before the funeral, uh, since after the since the funeral at that point. It's not a very good red herring. But she claims to have been at the ranch and seen the uh, and seen the beast attacking the guy. Um, uh, because she was angry and was going to to mess the kid up, I quote, unquote. Like, she tearfully says, I'm going to go fuck this kid up. She got, she got all liquored up and was going to just, just, like, fuck the kid up, right? 
she she ends up getting off from this, right? Like they just end up dropping it all together. Like she's she doesn't have the the shit. Pretty much, they're like we're done. Well, what into so they, well? Okay. Meanwhile, uh, after Lyle is released from the hospital, into the tender care of Scully. <laughs> they're driving back to the ranch with Scully. Mulder gets a call from the hospital with a disturbing bit of news: is that Lyle had some of his father's blood type in him. Could only be gotten by ingesting because he ate his fucking dad. <laughs> Immediately, Mulder realizes that the werewolf is, in fact, Lyle. He's blaming the mountains on the reason why he can't get a hold of her, and he's trying to complain to the sheriff, like, your fucking mountains are in the way of me getting a hold of Scully. The service is bad, must be the fucking mountains. Ah! And the answer is Michael Horse does, in fact, claim to be Indian. He claims to be a part of the uh, Yaki Native American descent, but he may also be Mescalero and Zuni. Thank you. No, thank you, dun, dun, Wikipedia. Dun, dun, dun. Right. <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> you pulled this up before we do the episode. That way you well, <laughs> Excuse me, I didn't think of it before now. Scully mm. and Lyle arrive back at the, the house r- rather late in the evening. Power is seemingly out, and he goes to find the generator. Oh, it happens from time to time. Yeah, this is when Mulder... Yeah, this is when Todd's like, he realized... That's a really nice house. That's, the, like- that's like a... That is like a half a million dollar ranch. If not more. And he's like, oh, it's so folksy. No, this guy's fucking rich. <laughs> this guy's a cattle baron. He's, he's got money. While he's going to get the things, he gets he shuts himself up into a closet. And then he begins immediately lycanthropizing. No, he was in the bathroom and Scully was saying uh, to let him in. He's like, oh, let me in, let me in. And he keeps saying no. And then a fucking arm goes through the door. No, she, after she's trying to pick the goddamn lock with her Swiss Army knife. Yeah, but she looks up and like there's a huge black arm sticking through the door. <laughs> and then it cuts to black and it goes to, to Mulder trying to figure out what's going on. All right, I got to go to our monster makeup, uh, uh, monster makeup effects some uh, expert here. Marissa. What are you thinking of the transformation scene, and what are you thinking of what you did? What you do get to see of the werewolf? I, I think that I understand why they wouldn't show it for very long, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why the frames are all fucked up. Because if you stare at this thing for too long, oh. it looks like a really bad uh, American werewolf in London. Uh, it looks like a gorilla. It does. A gorilla. It looks like a gorilla. A it looks like gorilla. an angry gorilla. <laughs> It's Very the much. angry gorilla. Yeah, this thing uh, shoots an arm out of the door, <laughs> tries to wreck up Scully. Mulder arrives along with the sheriff, and uh, eventually the werewolf lunges. Lunges just into frame to steal the frames. <laughs> so, yeah, it goes <laughs> into that them. weird kind of, like, you know, unsolved <laughs> mystery. They stop using that soon, don't they? Tell me yes. they stop using that. I think so. Well, the budget will get bigger. It's okay. Uh, we just couldn't afford it on our budget for this season. Not the first season. Like, they, they, no. Like they, once, the, once they've got a legitimate hit, they'll start pouring money into the show. Oh, they keep throwing money? Well, of course they throw money at it, because how do you get uh, David Duchovny and Julian Anderson to like each other? <laughs> or pretend to like each other for, like, nine seasons? Jesus. Wolf. You don't think this is the female Bigfoot, right? The makeup is based on Lady Bigfoot? I don't know. It's, it sort of has some shades of the, uh... Of Jersey Devil, doesn't it? Mm. Lady Bigfoot. The sheriff does uh, manage to shoot the beast and reverting it to uh, back to Lyle, effectively ending the whole thing. Now, the first thing I'm thinking is, and okay, restoring our this kid's rates. white. We can, we can, we can autopsy him, right? 
<laughs> right? I was like, why? Uh, they're going to go directly to autopsy in this movie. Okay, yeah, this guy's got no, no, no this guy doesn't have any family, right? This guy is just going to, you know, throw him on the table immediately. Figure out what the fuck is going on with this guy. So that gets resolved along with what that skin was that Mulder found, and they ex- they even talk about that in the next scene, correct? No. Uh, the, the lambskin What about the, uh, the claw? Well, they do find the claw sticking out of the guy, and it's clearly not any kind of animal claw. Yeah, they and they test it, right? But we're we're going to talk about the, all of this, right? Like this all means things. No, <laughs> no, Gwen is gone, and no one's ever sure if she's a werewolf or not. And, and there's not like some sort of weird like ending where it's like, oh, we'll resolve it later, right? No, this basically comes down to, well, looks like the land dispute is over. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Did we forget to talk about um, Fox's uh, Native American name? He said, oh, you even have a Native American first name, Fox, but your last name may be Sticky Fox or something like that. <laughs> oh my god, right. <laughs> like Sneaky Fox or Running Fox or Spooky Fox. And it's like, oh. Sticky Fox. Oh, let's infantilize. Since these attacks happen historically every eight years, the old the old Indian is there watching them leave and says, Mulder, see you in about eight years. And Mulder says, I hope not. Which is clearly Mulder hoping we don't have eight more seasons of this shit. Oh, and they also want to blame the mountain lion for the attack, but the mountain lion was still in the cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not only that, it's not large, black, and hairy. Lady Bigfoot. Yeah, I mean they find some they find some fur too, and that's you know. I'm so upset with Scully. How did she get? She doesn't explain how she's in the basement, and she thought that he was getting attacked in that scene. Like none of this ugh, upsetness. That's what I you have right X-Files now. Blue balls. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to X Files Blue Balls. I feel like this was a good episode until the ending. Until the yeah. ending. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, that was an alright episode. It was, okay, for- it was an alright episode. It was it was forgivable until the ending. I mean, it was getting away. It was it was pulling off some really '90s shit when it came to the treatment of Native Americans. Yes, where they're trying, where they're <laughs> where they're trying to be respectful and, and and show the plight, but it still comes out as very reductionist. And uh, look, I. I'm super PC when it comes to Native Americans, but I couldn't help but laugh during that Indian drum scene. Yeah. Like, they all, like, forgot the words or something, <laughs> oh God, or, like, yeah. they were just improvising. <laughs> like, like, and again, it's like, <laughs> Scully's face during that funeral is my entire face through this episode. Like, this, should we be here? Should we be seeing this? But the, story, the story is alright. Do we take a knee? Kind of good. There's some pretty, and and I think that she probably has the best acting in them, and I think that Gwen probably has the best acting in the show. Yeah. But the fact that you know they don't you know immediately autopsy the uh, autopsy um, uh, this guy uh, Lyle. Yeah, that's that pissed me off. Like immediately, I was like, so they're gonna talk about the results, right? Next scene, nope. Like that's the next thing they're gonna talk nope. about. That would be like the concurrent thing to do in an X Files episode, I would think. Nope. But nope, doesn't happen. Uh, the Parkers are dead. Their ranch is probably going to be sold at auction to someone. I don't know. The proceeds will go back to the state, and you know, whatever. It, and then it'll go to pay for their fucking plane tickets. That's why they didn't want to fucking research it. They're like, you know, you could look into this, but you guys will have to take the bus again. Like you could have found some kind of physical proof of the existence of goddamn werewolves 
and nothing seems to have come of that. Now Mulder got his uh, mouth-smelling fix in. Got some of that shit. Yeah, Mulder got to explore bank. another weird fetish of Mulder. I guess he won. It's always a win for Mulder. Oh, and Mulder gets to add to his spank bank. Yeah, it's a win. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> Such a great episode. No, no, no. I, I'm lying. I the, yeah, I think the ending kind of just sort of really sours it for me, and, and Gully comes off looking very stupid. Well, and the thing is, when you come out of a, a time where you have really good, good werewolf movies, like you have The Howling, you have American Werewolf in London. Shut up. They're good. Shut up. <laughs> That's what I thought, motherfucker. But you have some, some quality work. And then you have this, and it's like, oh, okay. Shut up, they're good movies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we ought to go on to our usual um, no. plugs and dissipation no, you... of information before I... <laughs> you get to sleep on the couch tonight. Yeah. You're going to fight with me about this, you get to sleep on the couch. I think they're good movies. I'll, I'll, Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll swing on that side yeah, of the so team, bad. I think. I like werewolf cop. <laughs> no. He's a cop. And a werewolf. I've never heard of it, and I don't like it. Watch it on Netflix now. <laughs> no. If you like Hobo with a Shotgun, you'll love Werewolf Cough. Oh, God. That was a great <laughs> movie, Werewolf, uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, my God. Anyway, X-Files. <laughs> yeah, X-Files. <laughs> so, we should talk about some X-Files stuff. Perhaps we should talk about where people can find other podcasts like this. Right, yes. If you like to hear me and Shannon talk about stuff, we, also, we talk about the cons that we visit. And the uh, adventures we have on a podcast called The Adventures of Todd and Shannon. And that is available to you, just like this podcast, on the Medicinal Mass Network, which my friend Valentine will tell you all about right now. Go ahead and head over to MedicinalMass.com. Look, at, look for us on Facebook at the Medicinal Mass Network. Uh, we've also got a FBI Basement page. Look for us on Twitter, the FBI Basement and everyone else's Twitter should be linked in the show description. Right, and uh, I want to point out, you can also find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, find us on Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play, pretty much anywhere. Literally, literally everywhere. If you've got a podcast app, it will work. Yeah, you'll find us. You can find us all. And, and, and be sure to rate us on that app and give us uh, feedback because that is very valuable to us. The yeah. rating and the sharing and everything is very good. We, we need to we, we need every one of that. <laughs> yes, we do. Feed us, please, please feed us. Uh, speaking of those cons, we are we've got a few coming up, right? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, if you want to come and see me and Todd and buy a book, dear God, buy a book, please buy books. Uh, you can find us at uh, MarsCon. Uh, January 12th through the 14th in Williamsburg, Virginia. Or you can come and see me at Mysticon at Rona, Virginia, February 24th through the 25th. I'll be there too, but I'll probably just be in the gaming room. You'll probably be in the gaming room. Playing some D&D. I will be talking about elf penises at some point that weekend. Um, what? Not as part of a panel. But... Oh, yeah, no, I'm just going to be talking about dicks in relation to fairy tales. Uh, you can come and see us at Lexington Toy and Comic Con at Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, that is March 9th through the 11th, and there's some cool people there. Or you can come see us at our biggest con ever of all time. You can see us at Awesome Con uh, March 30th through April 1st in Washington, D.C. Huge. 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 And uh, there may be some more that I add, but as of now, that's us. We'll probably be, it's probably more likely, it's like, Will be in Washington D.C. Looks, I don't think Donald Trump will be. He will probably be on a golf course. Yeah, he'll be golfing. I will be selling books. 
Or if you don't get to catch me at a con and you want to buy a book, please go to my website, schuffwrites, all one word, dot com. And I've got a new one coming out soon that doesn't have werewolves. Not yet. Uh, from the spoken word to the written word to the... Art word? Yeah. The, 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 mystical, the nearly mystical artisanal bullshit that, that, uh, <laughs> that Marissa can do with I her hands. I will crack your art out for you. Tell us about it, Marissa. You can uh, find me at Facebook. That's how you get a hold of me for commissions at Oddy Light Art. It is O D D E <laughs> Light Art. <laughs> and I will do just a little bit of everything for you. Just uh, you dream it up. Hit me in the DMs. <laughs> Slide into her DMs. <laughs> did I do it right that time? Yes, you did. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, and um, uh, we would also like to take this time to promote Vanya, who is now working as a life coach. Did you say oh. life coach? Life coach, yeah. Yes! I'd be such a good life coach. She, I she am. will help you figure your shit out. Yes. While I'm Provide figuring motivation. my shit out, too. <laughs> it's it's a give and give. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, this, it's time to give out the ratings... If that's all the information we got. Watson? No, I don't know where the dog went. I think Watson would just want to say that he is the goodest boy. All right, it's time to hand out the ratings for this show. Uh, finally get our, uh, finally uh, lay it out. I'm going to give this one hmm, two tribal totems. Shannon? Uh, one and a half uh, Chekhov's uh, wolf claw. Marissa? Uh, one lambskin condom. <laughs> kind of stole that yeah this is a bad one this one gets one bestiality raping in a pasture oh that's only uh oh it's only (laughs) it's only found out by the footprints that it's left and vanya 3.5 fangy shape-shifting blowjobs shape-shifting blowjobs yeah fangy shape-shifting blowjobs by the way is is a sub-genre of erotica on amazon what? No. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Uh, one day I will tell you all I know about right, uh, selling erotica on Amazon. <laughs> it gets weird. It's really fucking weird. Are you shitting me? And I mean uncomfortable. But. <laughs> on that note. Tune in next week. Join us next time when Mulder and Scully learn how to protect the environment or Ted Turner will kick their ass. It's Darkness Fall. That's right. Darkness Falls next week on the on the FBI basement. For this week, I am Todd for Shannon, Val, Vanya, and Marissa saying midnight and the truth is out there. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Fuck me. No. (laughs) You're going to fight with me about this? You get to sleep on the couch.